Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today pre-market podcast on Friday, 22nd of September. General advice only, if it's advice at all. Do not confuse it with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. And there you go. Not quite a precipitous collapse, but the Fed has turned the markets decisively down. Nasdaq overnight down 1.82%. Dow Jones down 370, closing pretty much on its low. Lows. S&P 500 down 1.64%. And I think that's the longest streak of straight drops since March. We have gone down every day this week. Our market was down 98 yesterday and the futures this morning down 97. Another 100 point drop on the cards today. And there is all sorts of little precipitous, not precipitous, but all sorts of little signs that we should just abandon the market for the moment. One of the most obvious is the VIX volatility index has started to pick up, up 15% overnight. It's in the... 17 to 18 range at the moment. We've come up from sort of 12 to 14. In the middle of a market collapse, it might get to something like to 50, 60. In the GFC, it got to 60. In the pandemic, it got to 55. It's only just beginning to come off the bottom at the moment. But you might imagine the normal range for the VIX is comfortable range is sort of 10 to 20. We're still in there at the moment, but starts getting much above 20. And you can start to feel the fear. It is, after all, called the VIX Fairer Index. All the headlines today are about the central banks, and the main one perhaps is global central banks unite in higher for longer credo. And that, of course, was the message from the Fed. The rates are going to have to stay higher for longer. And the dot plot suggested only half a percent of rate cuts next year instead of the previous 1%. And overnight, the Bank of England have thrown themselves in with the Bank of England governor saying, we will need to keep interest rates high enough for long enough to ensure that we get the job done. Powell has also said, we want to see convincing evidence that we have reached the appropriate level of interest rates to return inflation to the Fed's 2% target. Bond yields are up again overnight. 10-year bond yield up 9.5 basis points. I think at one point it was up 14 basis points. Aussie bond yields went up yesterday as well. 8 basis points and 4 basis points, the 10-year and the 2-year. And in safe haven currency style, the US dollar is going up as well. And the Aussie dollar, 64.12 at the moment. Asian markets came off yesterday. Hong Kong was down 1.3%. Overnight, Europe is catching up with the US Vibe Stock 600 Index, which is an index of the biggest 600 stocks in Europe, down 1.3%. Germany down 1.3%. France down 1.6%. Italy down 1.8%. All getting a little bit precipitous. And this follows European Central Bank, where Christine Lagarde was adamant that further rate hikes could not be ruled out. Norway and Sweden have also said they could hike again. Swiss National Bank saying the same thing. Even Turkey is hawkish and Taiwan and South Africa. And we've got the Bank of Japan meeting today, widely expected to stick to negative rates. You get the idea. Markets adjusting to central bank hawkishness high for long. So the US dollar has hit its highest level since March. Gold prices have come off $10 overnight. Some of the market headlines, stocks fall, yields rise as 
central banks rattle markets. U.S. stocks close at lowest since June. Treasury yields spike on hawkish Fed. Nasdaq hits lowest closing levels since June. 10-year yields hit 16-year peak as Fed seen higher for longer. ASX to drop as rates mantra rattles global markets. Also overnight, by the way, there was some U.S. the standard Thursday night U.S. weekly jobless claims number, and that dropped 9%. In other words, there are less jobless people around, which is a suggestion the labor market remains tight, which is another reason for the Fed to keep rates higher. And what else have we got in commodities? All the resources stocks down overseas, and BHP down 3.13%, and Rio down 2.72% in the US overnight. I will be selling BHP in the BHP-only portfolio this morning. No point hanging on. We need to let this sentiment settle before we get too brave. About the only thing I'd be thinking of buying at the moment would be a bearish ETF. And I listed those in the newsletter yesterday. In my section, there was a list of what I call the obvious ETFs, which are the ETFs that are mostly passive, that mostly represent markets and sectors. The four bearish ETFs are BBOS over the Australian market. That's geared to the Australian market going down and BEAR, which is also geared to Australia going down. And the US short ETFs are BBUS, BBUS, that's short the S&P 500 and SNAS, which is geared short to the NASDAQ. Your choice. Maybe I should just add one of those today. Anyway, members will find out whether I do in the newsletter. Iron ore down 0.09%, but in the Singapore session yesterday, at one point, it was down 3.4%. There's all sorts of headlines about China pledging to accelerate the introduction of more economic policies. How much more of a hint do you need, China? Do it or don't do it, but don't don't speculate about whether you're going to do it. China scrutinizes quant strategies as market weakness stokes public anger. Did the Chinese government ever listen to the Chinese public? Anyway, meanwhile, the iron ore price drifting away and resources stocks with it. That was a very short-lived rally, wasn't it? Amongst stocks, that ARM IPO, which jumped 25% on the first day, dipped below the IPO price yesterday. Closed slightly above it, but dipped below its IPO price as short sellers circle. There you go. FedEx up 4.5% on results. Cisco down 4% buying a cybersecurity company for $28 billion called Splunk. Good name. All the lithium stocks down overnight. Sigma Lithium did a deal with Glencore. Sigma down 2.8%. Piedmont down 5.4%. Other lithium stocks down 5.5%. 3.2%. 2.9%. 4.1%. Lithium still going nowhere. Lithium price unchanged overnight, as was the uranium price. I sometimes wonder whether the journalist at Trading Economics bothers to update those every day. A few other macro headlines. Bank of England hits stop on rate hike run as economy slows. Fed ha- Fed's hawkish stance spooks investors. Bank of Japan will end negative interest rates next year, not this year. And in resources, gold retreats on Fed's higher for longer stance. China ferrous futures, in other words, iron ore, slump as risk-off mood dominates. Copper hits lowest in four months on hawkish Fed. Oil settles lower as Russia fuel export ban boosts. 
Oil price up 0.02% Brent and down 0.8% West Texas. Sizzling rally in US energy stocks has room to run. Goldman Sachs says OPEC can sustain Brent in $80 to $105 range in 2024. Hyped up uranium investors face political fallout. It's an opinion piece. And US revives Cold War submarine spy program to counter China. Amongst the big tech stocks, Snowflake, which is one of the FANG stocks, down 6.1% today. AMD, another one down 4.2%. NVIDIA, 2.9%. Amazon, 4.4%. Adobe, 4.1%. That's not in the FANG. Energy stocks down. Gold stocks down. Lithium stocks down. Resources stocks down. One stock that went up, News Corp. Murdoch's retiring. Share price up 3.2%. On the diary, New Zealand trade balance today. Yawn. Japanese CPI numbers. Bank of Japan policy meeting, Eurozone PMI numbers, UK retail sales. Next week, we've got Australian inflation numbers on Wednesday, Australian retail sales Thursday, US GDP uh, revised number on Thursday, Chinese PMI numbers, but the main number next week is US core PCE price index numbers on Thursday, which is a effectively an inflation, the Fed's preferred measure of inflation number next Thursday. Next week, we've also got a state holiday in Victoria on Friday for the grand final. Never mention A. AFL. Got the AFL grand final on Saturday. Told you, never mention AFL. And then we have state holidays in most of the other states on the Monday. An RBA meeting coming up, not this week, but the week after, Tuesday, October the 3rd. And Australian summertime begins not this Sunday, but the Sunday after, October the 1st. Clocks go forward. We lose an hour. I'll be up at 4am. Brilliant. That's about that. You have a fabulous day. I hope you're listening to me on ABC 774 at 4 30 with Ali Moore and there you go I'll be back with the members podcast midday you have a fabulous day I said yesterday the markets developed a slow leak it's a fast leak <laughs>